This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Hawkside Guns Podcast, and this is cast number seven. And we're going to head into a a series for the foreseeable future, for the next couple casts, actually, and go into one of our, our uh, reasons for f- just really doing this cast in the first place, which is shotguns. And... We were, uh, as a, as a general rule, uh, we were introduced for into shotguns earlier in our lives, both of us, and um, completely ignored them after a short time uh, was, in break-in period. Yeah, it was just awful. Uh, Mostly due to the fact I can't shoot, or couldn't shoot then. Yeah. And, now I shoot better than he does, but we don't say that. You really going to go with that? I am, actually, especially since... Uh, We're not... No- Having a shotgun right now? Right now. They can't see anyway. You know, I just go, bang, <laughs> hit it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blew it apart. It was it's great. powder. That's what it was. Yeah. We'll just suggest that that's not true and move on and be, and I'll be polite as Very I well. suffer we'll, in we'll silence. We'll just move on. Because uh, you don't want to start counting clays with me there, sure. senior. Uh, what did they, what did they call you out at the ranch, Sean Senior? Oh, I knew, you know I I was really hoping that wouldn't come up, but that's Sean. Yeah, they yeah. did. It was yeah. It's and, it's and me. Clint, I do believe you should fire your ranch manager just for that. You know, if it wasn't such a nice place and he wasn't a nice guy and you weren't a nice guy, oh, I'd make some recommendations. So but, great, uh, we'll let Sean Senior. It just has a nice ring to oh, it. It was for you. embarrassing, is what it was. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's as I am the primary. I guess we ought to clean some of that up. We we were out there for the first uh, first couple of times, and uh, obviously with that size uh, uh, ranch and and uh, you know people just wander in and out. You know, it needed a foreman. Yeah, I mean to take uh, care of it. We kind of pulled up in a, in a vehicle, and and uh, the ranch manager came out to make and sure. Who are you? We <laughs> that we were who we were supposed to be, and. Uh, Kind of, he recognized Sean from Sean, and uh, I guess he looked at me and figured, well, it's an old guy, it must be Sean something, Sean yeah. Senior. Uh, so this is my father. Uh, this is Sean Senior, <laughs> <laughs> the elder Sean, which, which kind of hurt my feelings. But oh, but I it was great! It was fantastic. <laughs> Actually, he laughed so much he couldn't hit for a little while, but we we let that go. <laughs> <laughs> he was still cackling two three minutes after the event. <laughs> Sean Senior, oh yeah, it's great. Okay, let's go. Let's uh, go buy a shotgun. Yeah, I uh, I owe him a beer wherever he is. All right, so uh, one of our first things for uh, for our shotgun series is buying a new shotgun, and which is only allowable, by the way, if you have probably less than ten or twelve in the house. You know. Uh, yeah, you, I don't. You explain to a wife you're going to go buy a new shotgun, and she's looking at like three or four that you haven't even shot recently. Yeah, that's not a popular a conversation. I don't know. Have we have we bought a new shotgun? Uh, not uh, and the one by default doesn't count. Have we gone to the store and no, bought not a new shotgun? Other by default. When we're referring to a triple five here, we had some problems with. Uh, yeah, well, we have two. Yeah, five. we have two by default. One we got on accident because somebody didn't know what it was and was giving it away anyway. 
and the other one we got because of a warranty issue. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think we've ever I, bought a new shotgun. Well, I bought one a long time ago before you were born and couldn't shoot it. But yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. And then, then it, you, think you that traded probably that. probably out of, uh, uh, for some people here, it's probably out of living memory. So we'll just let that go. <laughs> I wasn't alive. It was, it was before the mid-70s. Oh, God. But move along. So yeah, move just along. Move, moving on. Uh, they they know how cheap we are by now. Um, but what we what we decided to do is since we are starting the shotgun series, the first one we thought we'd we'd start with is it's really buying a new shotgun. Now we're gonna move into in later cast stuff like more our our bailiwick, which is buying a used shotgun. But uh, for now, we're gonna stick with the new stuff. And then we're going to tell you why we don't ever do that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that can be summed up in one word: cheap, cheap. Yeah, <laughs> peppy and cheap. There you go. So, what we thought we'd do is go over some of the rules and some of the things you should be looking at when buying a new, where to buy them, what what kind of configuration you should buy, what you should be looking at, things you should think about when buying a shotgun. And this really kind of goes to any kind of shotgun, but especially a new one. And the the first is absolutely correct. If this is your first new shotgun, especially, there's some things you need to think about. And the first one is, what the hell are you going to use it for? And and the trouble with some of that is you may not really know. Right. And Or what, what you think you're going to be using it for is not what you're going to wind up using it for. And, and, and let me explain a little bit. And this has happened to us, actually, uh, a couple Just times. Just to you, never to me. Uh, yes. Ah, oh, but never again to the great Gloriosus. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> sure. Uh, that was a movie quote for uh, Funny Thing Happened in the Way of the Forum, which is, an, for some of you, an ancient movie. There was... Uh, yes, I made him watch movies. Oh, man. And and it's kind of funny, because as I get older, my, my quotes are aging a little bit. <laughs> and, like, millennials look at me like, I don't know what's happening right now. And I'm like, you've never seen this movie... <sighs> like in uh, Infinity War when uh, uh, Spider-Man is like, there's this really great old movie called Aliens. And everyone looks at him like, you got to be kidding, kid. <laughs> All right, back to the shotgun. <laughs> what are we using it for? There's, there's where we're going to start. You just take it. You just suck the joy I do everything. Right away. Well, you know, it's, I got to go home eventually. <laughs> I yeah, don't live I, here. I got your grandchildren out there. You ain't going home anytime soon. Um uh, play Barbies with us. Uh, right now, they're doing the royal wedding out there. Yeah, I saw the, the <laughs> brushing of hair and the, the veils. Oh, Meghan Markle hit him hard. You mean she wasn't a princess to start with, and now she's a royal? You know, that's what you get when you have daughters and you're cleaning shotguns. guns. Uh, shotguns. So what you tend to use shotguns for, there's a couple of different reasons to get one, right? Uh, our reason was we were going to bust clays. That was the first reason that we went out to purchase uh, or start looking at shotguns. But there's tons of reasons for this. There's sport. There is hunting. Home defense. There's home defense. There, I mean, there, there's a whole bunch. I mean, clay and trap shooting as, as a competitive thing. I mean, there's uh, there's not only home defense, but 
wildlife defense in general. Like uh, you have snakes, uh, the aforementioned Including snakes. Including the, the four left out coral snake, oh, by the way, on yes. the last cast. We apologize to all the coral snake lovers. We really don't have any <laughs> in the north part of Texas. It's more in the south part where it's a little more moisture, a little more wooded. Uh, so we just kind of left that one out, but that's probably yes, the, the fourth of the three main uh, yeah, the, U.S. base type. The, the 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 whole coral snake community was was up in arms about that. No and, pun intended. And we apologize. Uh, but uh, so yes, yeah, so there was indeed four types of bad snake that we're just gonna do. we'll shoot the hell out of a coral snake as well. That's just fine. Um, it's, <laughs> some of the the wisdom out there, I think, is is absolutely on target. Uh, again, no pun intended. Some of it. I don't know if I can agree with, but there's uh, one of the things, one of the the biggest uh, recommendations that people say for your first shotgun is a pump action. And I really can't disagree with that. It is probably one of the most versatile types of long guns you can get. Yeah, I, I would have a tendency to agree. I think there are other good choices depending on how old you are and how experienced you are. You may have fired other uh, firearms previously in the in the service, or or uh, just you know on a on a vacation or on a farm or something like that, and uh, a, a, an automatic shotgun or perhaps a, a double. Uh, you know, would work out just as well for you based on what you'd already seen. There really aren't that many types. You know, there's a single shot. Oh, that's not true. Okay. Types there's of what? I was talking types about. Types of the, shotgun. Yeah, just the actual configuration of the shotgun. Oh, no, there's tons of types. Well, there's almost every type, the same type as there is with, like, rifles. There's lever-action shotguns, which I wouldn't recommend. There's bolt-action shotguns, which I wouldn't recommend. There's pump-action. There's break-open. There's, I mean, there's there's a bunch. Several. We'll we'll leave it at that. Several. Several. Yeah, several. Several. There's a bunch. For your first shotgun, you're probably going to be looking at either a pump or an automatic or some configuration of two barrels. I would would probably, well, I mean, there's single shots too, but I I would say break over or, you know, break open, uh, pump or automatic are probably your main three. Yeah. I would would suggest to to anybody, uh, any prospective buyers. Um, of those three, uh, it depends on which is the least expensive. But I would still say that the pump action is the most versatile. Yeah, that I'd have to agree with. Uh, because you can, like any of the any of the the aforementioned activities that we've named, you can adjust or or fit a pump action too. Yeah, uh, it works quite well for home defense. It works quite well uh, if you're just starting out doing uh busting some clays or or doing trap shooting or or something like that now is it ideal for trap shooting or or skeet or 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 sport clays Mm, maybe not ideal but it's very workable and and most even even a lot of uh uh, skeet and and trap podcast websites and 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 quote-unquote experts recommend you start out with a pump action just because it's less expensive to start off with and it is probably the most versatile so yeah so uh, you you're not concerned with the loads where if you had a gas operated automatic shotgun you may be a little concerned with you know uh the loads that you run through it for what you are doing uh, so it, it truly is the the pump because of the mechanism itself the configuration itself 
is pro I would have to agree is the most versatile. Yeah, it's just uh, now. It, it not only is it the most versatile, but it also comes in every type, and most shotguns do as well. But you you look at a a, a standard, you know, Amer, and this is in America, all right. So because in Europe it's a little different, but in in the U.S. anyway, you're you're going all the way from a ten, all the way down to a four ten. Now a ten, not very, not very common. They still exist. They still sell them. Not very common. The next step down from a 10 is a 12 gauge. And a 12 gauge is, well, it's the undisputed king of shotguns as far as ubiquitous. It has the most types of load for it. It has the most configurations, and it is the most common you will find in the United States, period. I mean, I, I don't like admitting that because I'm a 20 gauge guy, but <laughs> I was going to get around to that. Yeah, it's all right. As it long is as you, long. You acknowledged it. It's okay. It is the king of shotguns. Uh, honestly, a 12 gauge shotgun is, is not only the standard in this country. You can do anything you can, that can be done with a shotgun can be done with a 12 gauge period. Uh, so if you're going for, okay, I want the most ubiquitous. I want the most standard, you know, quote unquote standard or something like that. You're probably going to head towards a 12 gauge. Let's say you don't do that. Uh, and for some other reason, albeit or be it what you want to shoot or the size or, or, or whatever, or strength or endurance of the shooter, uh, you don't want a 12 gauge shotgun. There's a 16-gauge shotgun, which is a little we'll talk about in a minute. But if you go one more down, there's a 20-gauge shotgun. And that's probably my favorite, always has been, uh, since we, we really started shooting and kind of defining uh, how we were going to set up our guns and how we were going to shoot. I'll be honest, some people give you crap about it, especially Buona, since he's <laughs> old and senile. Hey, you should shoot the 12. Um, you know, and people look at you a little funny. Um, I'm almost six foot, uh, about 185, 190 pounds if yeah, it's me summer. Too. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, the truthiness of Buona can sometimes be what you call flexible. Adaptable, but, I prefer. Yeah, lying is really more closer to the truth. That's okay. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not a small person. I still prefer a 20-gauge shotgun. Uh, it's softer on my shoulder. The kick isn't as bad. It doesn't drift as much. It doesn't kick as much or, or wander. The barrel doesn't wander as much uh, when you're going to reload and try and reacquisition on a target. Um, and honestly, when you're shooting all day like we like to shoot, it is much less strenuous. Uh, I, I prefer it a great deal. You can do most things with a 20-gauge shotgun that you could do with a 12. Not all. Uh, when you're talking about like goose or duck, yeah, or something that, like that. Maybe just a bit of a reach yeah, for a 20. It really kind of doesn't Doesn't have mean that you can't range. do it. Just it's, not, it's you, not that it's not possible. You know, goose guns are historically, uh, you wondered what a 10-gauge was for. That's normally what people shoot. They shoot really large flying-type birds. So, you know, it's goose, something that's that's up there in ducks. Uh, so which, a lot of reach and a lot of, lot of pellet. Yeah, uh, which with the newer with with some of the newer high high loads that that twelves have are completely doable with twelve gauge. So which Absolutely. is really why tens kind of fell out of favor because twelve the the loads that twelves possessed kind of muscled them out of the market. Um, the same thing with twenties; they virtually eliminated 
the 16 gauge in the United States because the 20 gauge loads really compensated for that half step between a 20 and a 12. So uh, because a 20 can shoot very, very light loads like like I use for for sporting clays because I don't really need to 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 push a lot of pellet to break a clay um, to very heavy loads like a, a turkey load or, or a home defense load. So uh, either the 20s or the 12s can be can be um, configured both by the the round that you throw in it and, and what you do to the gun itself to do many rolls. Absolutely. And the next large step down is 410, but in between that is a 28 gauge. Very popular in Europe. Um, normally used for things like upland game. Uh, some people have been known to shoot skeet with them. Uh, but but for the most part, I believe we'll find that the round, uh, the gauge rather, was actually developed for, for upland birds. Right. Um, they have them. We we see them at gun shows all the time. Uh, so there there are lots of guns that are made in it, but it has a little bit of a drawback since it's not as popular uh, here in the states as it is in Europe. It tends to be a little more pricey to buy the ammunition unless you buy it in fairly large quantities. Now you can with. With the 28 gauge, I want to stress that you can find it at, at almost every place you can find ammo. Like even at Walmart, they'll have a box or two of 28. They'll they'll have a box or two. Yeah, sometimes they'll be out. Sometimes depending on where they're going, of 16. You have to go to a bigger store, like a, a you know a big box store or something like that, to find 16 gauge ammo. Sometimes they won't always carry it. It, it it's not as ubiquitous. But uh, Bunn is absolutely correct. Uh, there, you can do a lot of upland game. You can do, I mean, rabbit, pheasant, um, squirrel, uh, um, you know, any of that that kind of stuff with a twenty-eight gauge. It's much more popular, at least in the states, if you're going to do a a small shotgun to do a four ten. And there's a lot to be said for a four ten, except for the fact that it's a little pricier to shoot than a twenty or a. 20. Oh, it really is. the 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 ammo for that is just twice as expensive. It literally is twice as expensive, maybe even, you know, two and two and change, as expensive for as as like a twenty or a twelve, uh, box of shells. I mean, just yeah, of the, of the same it's, type. It's not of like load. we don't like a four ten. You know, if if you uh, happen to have heard the the casts before this. When we covered snakes, it's a very versatile round. It's a uh, what what they call a, a back porch or a kitchen door round. Um, women love love the round. My wife uses a a single shot four ten. Sure does. As as a a, a back varmint door gun. Or, yeah. You know, just the varmint gun. We covered some of that. And she's hell on wheels with it too. So she really is. You know, she well she shoots it like a rifle. So I mean, <laughs> she's not, it's not that. Yeah. You wouldn't want to put a rifle in her hand. So, anyway, that's what she does. But it, it is an interesting round. We have busted clays with a 410. Yes, um, we have. Um, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, it's much easier with a 20 or a 12, I would suggest to you. But uh, you can honestly do, if you're on, you're on, uh, especially at those those distances and speeds. You can, you can do pretty much um, any small... Uh, thing with it. I used to my first my my very first shotgun was actually a 410 pump and I used to shoot squirrels and rabbits with it um, so let's let's kind of sum this part up and then move to chokes because we need to put those two together kind of yep, quick yep 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 don't want to don't want to wander too much 
So the most popular rounds in the States, if you're of average stature, uh, you're not really sure exactly where you're going to land for, for functionality, is probably a 12 or a 20. Uh, the most popular of the configurations for either of those gauges would probably be a pump, uh, unless you want to drift to something that doesn't require uh, manual intervention to, to jack a shell. Um, you know, if you want the automatic, then go to the automatic. It's, it's just, that's whatever you're the most comfortable with and realizing that you're buying a new gun. And the third thing that we're going to consider before we consider taking it back after you shot it, which we'll <laughs> talk about too, is a choke. Okay. And there's a lot of information out there on chokes, tons and tons and tons of information. People who think chokes do this and chokes do that and you can't shoot this if you have this kind of choke and there's some there's awful good information out there and there's some that's probably not as well let's just say their accuracy may be as as uh, solid as some of my statements as to my shooting prowess <laughs> so we'll let that go and and suggest that the first choke we'll talk about is, is just understanding. We'll start with a cylinder bore because that's where everything really started. Uh, when shotguns first started being developed, they were tubes. Simple, straight, no constriction at the end, which is what we're going to call the, the choke area, the uh, end of the, the, the firearm itself, not the, the receiver or the chamber end, but the actual end of the gun where the, the bead is, or some of us don't even have beads on our shotguns. Uh, but anyway, that's where the choke would go. The last, oh, let's say three, four inches. Yeah, maybe up to six. So about the the last six inches of of the gun is where you would begin to see constriction for a choke. And what that does is you you bring that diameter of the barrel down a little bit, it constricts the shot that you're shooting through it, making making it a little tighter pattern. And honestly, the 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 constriction is pretty small. The difference in the constriction is is you won't really be able to perceive it. Uh, I mean, if you just casually look down uh, uh, any type of of choke or barrel or something like that, it, it's not like it it constricts it down to a a, a small little. It's not hole. a funnel. It's not. It, it's really not. And and when they say cylinder bore, they really do mean it was bored straight in, and it was. It is just a tube. And you hear the term smooth bore. It's, that just means it doesn't have any grooves in it. Now some shotgun barrels do have grooves, very few of them, but some of them have a rifled grooves for rifled slugs and or uh, you know rifling and stuff like that. But for the most part, shotguns are smooth tubes, and the constriction down at the bottom or at the end of the barrel is indeed called a choke, and it is very... I mean, the difference between a full choke, which is as tight as the choke can get, and some of them have now have extra full or, you know, all that kind of thing, but is... And it's funny how, how some brands market their chokes, and we can go over that in a little bit, but uh, there's the difference between it. You're talking about stuff that's measured in, in micrometer, okay? I mean, it's it's very small, but it makes a big difference downrange and that's what this is all about it's about downrange i saw an interesting video the other day about what they thought what people think when they think shotguns and the in the pattern that it projects 
there's movies portray it like somebody, you know, you shoot, they see Schwarzenegger or somebody shoot somebody with a 12 gauge shotgun and it blows them back eight feet and it, and it takes out an entire door or a whole wall or, or something like that. And they think, oh, yes, awesome power, you know. It's just, that's the kind of load Sean uses for skeet. <laughs> I'd like a wall of pellets, please. Yes. Do you have the 20 gauge wall of pellets round? What the what is that? So oh, no, it's the dude, I'm testing out some new ammo for the clays, you know. A um, lot of a lot of it's good. Um but a lot of people think that that's what what shotguns do and that's that's not really true. If you're I don't know, 30 feet away or or 20 feet away, you're talking about a pattern out of a smooth bore 12 gauge shotgun about the size of a softball. Oh, it's right? a little larger than that. At 30 what? Feet or yards? thirty feet? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thirty feet. Uh, thirty feet. You're talking about a pattern, about the pattern of a softball. Maybe so a in your larger, house, maybe a little larger than that. Mm, not much. How, okay. However, the point is well taken. It's it's not as dispersed as people believe it to be. There's several uh, videos on YouTube of of people shooting different patterns out of different chokes. Have a look at that and see uh, see what you really believe. But they kind of step up from a cylinder bore to then probably what they call skeet bores or skeet gauges or skeet chokes. Um, improved cylinder was after that. Yeah, improved cylinder, which was uh, one of the, the main standards for, for years where we went to adjustable chokes or, or uh, replaceable screw-ins. We'll talk about that in a second, too. But we'll just go up the grade. So I guess it's uh, a cylinder, cylinder bore, skeet, skeet, improved cylinder, modified, modified, Improved, and, modified, mm-hmm. and then full. Full, and then extra and full. There's extra full. There, there may be some are. in between, depending on what maker. But it'll be a screw-in choke. That's that's one of the things we wanted to suggest that when you you start looking at a new gun, um, probably a, a screw-in or a variable choke uh, would be the way to go. And and the reason for that is you can change it. It's just that simple. It's adjustable. Um, whereas if you buy a fixed barrel, okay, you're talking about this shotgun shoots modified and that's the choke you get. Um, you're not going to outshoot it. You're not going to change it. It's not going to wear down unless you shoot foolishly the rounds <laughs> you shouldn't shoot through it. We'll talk about that in a second too. Um, but basically those choke configurations those shotgun configurations and those gauges uh, are the main things that you'll you'll have to work through as you decide what you want for for a new type shotgun. And there there are many many configurations, and and the type of gun you get will it will tell you on the box online on, on in the instructions what kind of choke system it uses, and there are indeed different systems. And those screw-in chokes or, or external screw-in chokes, uh, as Bon had mentioned, are, are all proprietary, okay? There's no universal. The, the, the sizes or the, the, the constriction of the, the uh, choke itself is the standard. a standard. That's, that's the standard. That but, but the threads that they're using to screw it in the barrel or the length of the, the screw-in choke itself. And, and what kind of, of choke the barrel takes are all proprietary. So you'll hear stuff like the wind choke system or the rem choke or the Remington true choke true choke system. 
Uh, all of those are different threads, different lengths, different styles of screw-in choke. And you have to match the right choke with the right barrel or the right gun. That's it. That's as complex as it gets. Plus the, the gauge. The, you can't put a 20-gauge choke in it. Well, yeah. That's, that's you very can't true. blow it up. <laughs> you you right yeah. the gun. But, <laughs> but, but that's about it. Okay? It's, it's, it's just a way of adjusting, which is unique to shotguns, really. Uh, there's you. They don't do that with rifles. You know, you don't see a lot of pistols with that. Um, chokes are are a a specific shotgun thing, and they're super useful because it allows you to modify what you're doing with the gun. And once once you kind of figure it out, so let's let's take an example for us and in, uh, in particular, we were looking for a skeet gun. Let's just say. Uh, <laughs> There's you can get skeet chokes for almost anything, and we did. We we both of us got uh, skeet chokes, or I think actually you shoot a lot of improved cylinder, but um, I do, uh, or just bore, uh, which is your favorite gun. <laughs> just just open, because <laughs> we happen to cut the front four inches tube. off that barrel. Yeah, it's just a tube. It's a twelve gauge tube. Wanna likes a pattern. Yeah, <laughs> it spreads out. Give me them shells with lots of beads. You know. Uh, so well, I don't shoot three inch. That's the other thing that that well, yeah, we that's true. Um, the the shotgun will also come in in a uh, length of shell that you can shoot. Uh, so the most standard is probably two and three quarters, and it goes all the way up to three and a half. So there's a two and three quarters, a three, and a, and a three and a half. I think are the the three most common. That's a big shell too. That's a yeah. That's a that's a big shell. I I'm too cheap to shoot. Uh, really for much anything else other than two and three quarter because that's what you can buy by the bulk cheap um but and again we're shooting skeet most of the time anyway so if you're going to blow them out blow through them i'd rather blow through six dollars a box instead of twelve dollars a box unless i'm shooting for points against buona in which case i'll spend a great deal of uh money on an ammo uh choice and selection just to outshoot his 12 or the 20 but uh, what, what you, what you wind up when you, when you select, uh, uh something like skeet is we had a, uh, skeet choke and, uh, let's say for a, uh, Remington 870 shotgun, uh, a lot of the, uh, oh, one other thing we need to talk about is barrel length and barrel length is kind of tricky, um, to be honest, because you can do a lot with different barrel lengths. Um, of course, they all need to be over 18 inches to be uh, legal in the United States. However, there is a big difference between an 18-inch barrel and, let's say, a 32-inch barrel. All right, As you might expect, it tightens the pattern up a lot coming out of a 32-inch barrel than it does an 18-inch barrel. Uh, we shoot generally for skeet and the type of things that we do or, or, or sporting clays. Around a 26 to a 28-inch barrel. Yeah, the manufacturers, you're buying a new shotgun, and that's going to restrict, uh, to some degree, your barrel length selection. Yeah. The, the most standard is probably a 28-inch barrel on a, a pump or an automatic. Uh, some of the 20s, you may be able to pick up a 26-inch in, uh, but for the most part, uh, the barrel length for a 12 gauge is going to end up being probably about 28 inches, 
regardless of the type of of uh, yeah over and unders yeah, pumps it's doubles, just going to be 28 inches it's, it's probably going to wind up being 20 inches 30 be able- 30 to 32 is also common if you're buying something like a duck gun or, or yeah. something like that good um, point yep uh, so, so there's, there's, but that's about what you're going to get if you're going to get a new shotgun. Uh, so once you have all that figured out, you figured out what you're going to do with it. There's still choices left. And that's the, even if you've selected a pump, right? Let's just go with that, that, uh, example, man, there's a bunch of types. Um, there is sporting guns. There are defense guns. There are. Uh, all synthetic guns, there are uh, presentation level guns, there's all kinds of things that are the fit and finish of the weapon. Uh, everything from recoil pads to the type of stock you get to does it have engraving on it, does it have checking on it, what kind of checking does it have, What does it have a strap on it. I mean, d- d- there are so many different configurations, but even after you select your gauge and your choke system and you know what kind of you know what what's the setup of the gun there's aesthetic choices and quite honestly all of them from a major manufacturer are valid you know what absolutely whatever you like it doesn't really matter if you're if you're into i want it to look pretty and there are a lot of people like that okay your version of pretty may be different than somebody else's uh and honestly, we have gone places and brought what looked to be not what everyone else had to uh, to a shooting gathering and uh, really didn't care, busted just as many places as everybody done, else. <laughs> done quite nicely with it and drew a little bit of attention at the same time. Right. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Um, buy what you can afford. Buy what you like. Buy what you think you're going to be happy with. Because honestly, it, it's it's not worth buying something that you don't like or and, it doesn't work for you. Yeah, and, and along the same line is you're going to find that everything that you handle that's a different configuration and a different gauge, uh, maybe even a different barrel length, is going to feel different to you. So handle the weapon. You know, take it, take it from, from the guy on the other side of the counter and point it up. Uh, please uh, at at the ceiling or at, at the ceiling or or a light and and see what it feels like if you were to point the weapon. Um, weight is is really a big difference. If you look at some of the automatics, the gas operated automatics, you would think they would be very light, and yet they're heavier by far than a pump shotgun. And and you would think that a, a double because it has two barrels would be heavier yet. And it's not. Those barrels are closer to the back of the weapon. The center of balance for the, the weapon is different. So it brings it back towards your body. It doesn't feel quite as barrel heavy. So However, handle it. it. Yeah, and in, in, in some cases, an over and under will be extremely unwieldy compared to something with one barrel uh, because it's set up very much. Now, also, you can have two over and unders that look exactly similar. They both look like big, heavy guns. One will be feather light, and the other one will be a brick. <laughs> you you don't, I, I mean, I you shoot have the to feather light that. when he likes a little heavier one. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too light. That's going to hurt my shoulder. That's going to bounce, too, but we'll go over that later. 
Look, there's nothing wrong with refined shooting. I, I see. Well, I try and tell him, boy, Sean, I, I don't know if you want to shoot that. You know, that's going to hurt your shoulder. And that just sets the mindset. And, and occasionally I'll get him to miss out of that. But but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that's adjustment to what you're shooting. Yeah, that's, uh, we'll that's cover that later. old men uh, mind different, games. Different that's what they, he, see, he has to cheat to shoot. You know, that's, that's what he has to do to stay competitive because oh, he can't shoot for very here long anymore. All right, I've shot five times. I'm going to sit on the bucket for about an hour and a half. Is that good? All right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're at synthetic and wood and aesthetics is where you are, by the way. But uh, And that's very true. There there are a lot of, of different styles and types and uh, of, of shotgun available for you, and it's okay. Whatever it is that you want. We sat in, in line at a, at a gun show recently. There was a guy behind us who had a, a uh, beautiful little AR-15 that – he had put together himself and he, he uh, showed us and we talked to him a little bit and he showed us a picture of a shotgun, which was not something I would ever have done to a Mossberg 500. He loved it, loved it, had a side saddle on it, pistol grip. He'd shortened it. He'd done all <laughs> kinds of stuff to it. Loved it. He was obviously into uh, configuration and, and uh, modification. And oh, man. Customization. He wrapped everything you could for. possibly strap to this poor Mossberg. And you know what? It was absolutely every bit as valid as shotguns that we have in the house. It's just different configuration for different uses and different people and what you like. So um, don't let anybody tell you that that's crap. Um, if it works for what you need it to do, it's fine. Uh, and it's legal. You can't chop them up too much. You Period. Gotta, you know, and, you know. and it's, that's true. It just absolutely is. You like what you like. And that's okay. You know, uh, I happen to drift more towards things I can modify more easily. So I like wood stocks. Um, I love that look anyway. Um, I like steel receivers and wood stocks because you can do a lot of stuff to those because what I wind up buying is older and I like messing with them. Um, a lot of people prefer ultralights, you know, the the aluminum alloy stuff and the synthetic black and, and everything. And that's just what they gravitate towards. That's okay, too. Uh, so, so there's a lot of, of given, given play, uh, over that. But I think one of the last things that you need to consider when, when buying a shotgun is, um, sights and sights is a, with a shotgun is different than you think it is. Cause it's not like a rifle. It's not even like a pistol. Okay. Um, Buona's favorite shotgun has <laughs> no sights. I knew we were going to get to that. Uh, it's a point weapon. It's it's an instinctive shoot point weapon, and and uh, uh, the way I was taught was was entirely different than what I needed to be taught. So when I finally learned how to shoot instinctively with a shotgun, which is a point uh, method as opposed to a look down the barrel. We've got a whole podcast on what not to do. I'll be covering most of that actually. Um, cause I had Paint every, with your shotgun. I had every bad habit there was to have. Okay. That's not, that's what I mean. Yeah. Can't teach you how to do it, but I can tell you what not to do. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I much prefer a shotgun. That's, that's, uh, not vented rib doesn't have a rib on it. Uh, just, uh, just the tube sitting out there and it seems to work well for me. I, uh, I like, I, and in fact, we started, uh, reverse from that. Uh, Buona likes a kind of a round tube sitting out there and I started out with a liking a round tube better 
And uh, my favorite guns wound up being ones with a rib and a big brass bead on the end of it. Uh, I That's just purely a preference thing. Because honestly, uh, the way we shoot and the the way it's it's uh, at least for things that are moving as quick as we like to normally shoot, um, having you know looking down the barrel really doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Uh, so it's purely for me, it's it's a uh, reference, not not really a sight, uh, but I like having it out there because there's this nice flat plane that I can I can kind of project out into space and figure out where it's going to go. Uh, that and I really like the look of a rib on a shotgun. Oh, I like the looks of it. Oh, it I, looks I just it beautiful. looks nice. Absolutely. Um, so, and and for me, that's all it is. Uh, you'll see some people. You'll you'll see them. What's that? Oh, that's my shotgun. It'll have a scope on it. That's deer. That's deer gun. Uh, yeah, or it may have regular what you know as wing sights. You know, true, uh, true. Uh, th- those are normally rifled. Uh, they're they're slug guns is what they are what they call slug guns. So if you see one sitting up on the rack, it's not like he lied to us. They're only beads, one or two or three <laughs> configuration or fiber optic or whatever kind of beads there are. No, there's actually sights on different kinds. They're normally going to be a little shorter. Okay. Yeah, they're they're almost going to look like a carbine or something like that. Uh, but they're throwing a slug through it. And uh, you don't let anybody tell you differently. You can take down a deer at under 100 yards or 100 yards about there uh, with a shotgun. Uh, I would recommend a bigger bore uh, or caliber gauge, whatever you want to call it, um, the, to get down range and, and actually have that kind of same kind of uh, stuff. So you probably don't want to be doing that with a 410. Uh, but you'll see... 20-gauge and 12-gauge shotguns, at least in this country, set up like deer rifles. And the only warning we would suggest is they they don't mix and match. Um, you try not to shoot a slug out of a choked shotgun. <laughs> it's a great way uh, to blow your barrel out. You, you, can, uh, you can do a little damage to it. So slug guns are, are basically guns that have no choke to them, or some even have rifle in right. them, which which you covered a little earlier, uh, the the common sense is you shoot a slug out of a slug gun and uh, buckshot, uh, large projectiles you shoot out of slug guns, smaller projectiles you shoot out of of uh, regular uh, choked type configuration shotguns. And once you've got all that down. Once you've you've figured it out, you've selected a gun, you've got it, you brought it home, uh, you've gone to your favorite shooting location, run it through, run, you know, run a few rounds through it. Um, there, there's going to be one of a couple reactions. Um, sometimes a lot of reactions in a short amount of time. <laughs> uh, yeah, y- yeah. Oh. So, oh, I don't like that. Oh, this <laughs> is this is wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it's doing things um I'm not happy uh so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can happen once you start running shells through the thing um sometimes I've had guns where I just I brought them out because I happened to get a hold of it and I I just just going to run it through a few rounds through it and it wound up becoming my favorite gun um I've had guns that I thought I was going to love uh and you ju- you're just oh that's a really pretty gun that I hate shooting. Uh, there's, 
there and sometimes and this is what we'll go over kind of later on um in in a few other casts sometimes you can fix that you really can and sometimes there is just nothing that's going to help you you are always going to hate that gun for whatever this reason is and you wind up taking it back and and depending on where you bought it uh, you can expect to lose a little bit of money unless the weapon has a problem. So if you've purchased a brand-new weapon and, and a brand-new gun, and we've done this, we buy a brand-new gun, and it's not right. Uh, we had an over-and-under that double-fired. Yep. Uh, we've had things that just rattled. You know, it's wrong. It, yeah, and it, it's it, not it, supposed to rattle like it's, this. It's, you know? it's wrong. It wasn't uh, a Mossberg where the slide was no, supposed to rattle. Nice it was rocking motion. All no, the no, Mossberg no, no, no. 500s have that, by the way. Yeah, it, no, 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 no. It wasn't it's, that. It's not poorly made. That's They were made to mill spec, and that's what they're like. Yeah. So uh, This uh, was an over and under that rattled, and it yeah, was that not was good. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> it was just not right. So you can take them back, and especially to places, you know, like Bass Pro or Cabela's. Um, if there's just something wrong with them, they'll replace them. Right. Uh, if you're just not happy with the weapon and the weapon's not malfunctioning or, or doing anything bad, they'll buy them back normally at a percentage of what you paid for it. So you may have rented the thing for, for 20% of the purchase price. Um, you, and if that's true and you figured it out that fast, good for you. Just consider yourself lucky. Good for you. Uh, cause honestly, most people will, uh, start trying to jack with it and oftentimes void the warranty or just keep it for way too long thinking that I'll grow to love it. While that may be true. It's not always true. Oftentimes it's not. And if you find something, you're just like, God, I, I just really hate this. Um, and it's new okay. and it's new a lot tougher yeah. to do with a used gun. yeah and it's new <laughs> take it the hell just consider it you know rental uh also and this this goes uh true find some place you can shoot that'll let you rent one if you can uh if it's a standard oh, good type point yeah. uh if it's a standard type of gun uh even shotguns you go out to a range or something like that or, or a, a, a skeet or trap place or something a lot of times that either you you know somebody who has or find somebody who has one or or the place will have one to rent run some shells through rent it for 20 bucks for the day or whatever it is and run shells through it do you like it do you think you'd like something set up a little bit differently but the same type of gun do you you know you're does sure it, not wasting your money no no, no, no. Uh, so um, see if you can get your hands on one. That's especially true for something like handguns or rifles where most ranges will let you shoot those. Um, you know, rent one. See how you like it. Now, not all guns are the same. They'll, you know, grips change and, and you know, all that kind of thing. But you can get a feel for what it's going to be like. Yeah, they may give you a different grade gun, too. So... You know, they may hand you a, a gun that's engraved and, and uh, got really nice checkering on it, and you go down to uh, Bass Pro, and all of a sudden, you know, there's no engraving. The checkering is different, and you're going, well, that's not the this same gun. doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's fit and finish, what he calls fit and finish. And uh, there are grades to those new shotguns, and the people behind the counter will be happy to explain that to you. Obviously, the higher the grade, the higher the price. 
right. And, and it doesn't really always change the functionality that much. It's just going to feel a little different in your hand. My uh, my current favorite shotgun in the world <laughs> is, uh, and, and they're they're still making them now. They were going to quit for a little while, but they're still making them now. Is a Remington 870 20-gauge Express, uh, which is just a shade over those... those uh, Black bargain basement ones that they have with the <laughs> synthetic stocks, right? Wow, it's uh, uh, it's kind of what you refer to as a basic. Although I don't have a lot of room to talk. Okay, yeah. Uh, my well, my favorite shotgun is also an eight seventy. It's in yeah, but yours gauge. is a wingmaster. It is a wingmaster. It's got no engraving. Or at on least it. it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no engraving. It's, a, it's truly a field field grade. Yeah. Well, oh no, mine's a field grade. Yeah, uh, but it's. Uh, you know, it's uh, mine's painted painted matte black, okay, um, but it's still my favorite gun. I know every, I know how I've, I've run uh, thousands of rounds through well, it at this point. It's not but painted black. The wood on it is not painted. You, you have the this. metal is painted black. Yeah, all it's, right, it's a flat black paint. <laughs> it's not even parkinization, man. It's, it's painted it's, black. It's, it's kind of basic, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's still, it. I love it. I do. It's a great field gun. I don't ever have to worry about it. And when it gets scratched up, I literally, I'm not kidding. I have a Birchwood Casey paint pen that I just go and then run some steel wool over it. And it's back as good as new as it ever was. All right. It looks new, which is the advantage for field grade guns, by the way. Right. They're, um, they're expecting you to scratch and use them. And I do. And, um, uh, you know, you spend $5,000 on a shotgun. It's not a real great gun, okay? <laughs> and you're going to feel a little different about dragging it out into the woods. Yes, you know? which is what we typically do Or setting do with it them. next to a tree. You know, uh, oh, it fell off. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that to your nice Bernelli, all right? Yeah. Um, but our guns, we drag them out to the, to the ranch or to the woods or whatever. And, you know, when we get thirsty, we... Put the thing in the dirt, put the tip on the trunk of a tree, and take a slug of Dr. Pepper and move on. And we don't feel bad about that. Um, I've been out with guys who have a beautifully handcrafted uh, browning uh, with this presentation quality, uh, engra- beautifully engraved. The wood is, you know, just epically carved and checkered and everything like that. They can't put it down um they they literally will not let it get a scratch it, uh, obviously so i mean it was it's a 2500 gun um whereas i'm you know stretching and you know like messing around and pleasant you know setting up stuff and everything like that i got my gun leaning against a tree um i'm like dude you're gonna help i i, I can't <laughs> why uh th- this is $2,800 worth of gun, man. Where would you suggest I put it's, it? It's not like we don't have one or two of those laying around. We do have a, a lovely browning, but we put it back in its case when we <laughs> yeah. put it down, okay? Yeah. There's a difference yeah, there how is. you can handle it, and, and just keep that in mind. That's all we're suggesting. Yeah. Um, so there's the, and you'll hear those, those were field grade, um, defense guns, presentation grade, custom presentation. I mean, there's there's a presidential quality. I mean, there's all kinds of different grades of gun. Um, most of the stuff that's in and Bond is right. We do have one or two that are that are um, perhaps a bit more nice. More we'll just nice. say nice. Um, they're not great. Yeah, they're just nice. <laughs> but uh, most of our collections feel great because what yeah. we're going to do is drag them out in the field, literally, and use them. Uh, so they're 
immaculately cared for, but they're field grade. Uh, that may not be what you're into. You may be wanting something else. But uh, for your f- very first gun, uh, especially, you may not want to do that yet because you don't know what's going to strike your fancy. And and don't don't change it yet either. You know, we talk about <laughs> customization. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least experience the gun. You've gone through a lot of work uh, sorting out what you want to do with it. Yeah, and, a lot of research. And what fits yeah. and... And, you know, you bought it from a reputable manufacturer in a, in a reputable place. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom that went into just uh, that much. You know, the people who make them, the people who sell them, uh, you made those decisions. There's a lot of functionality just in that. So we don't have to deal with customization yet. Uh, it may be that we want to change that up a little later, but let's at that point in time know a little bit more about that gun and what you're doing with it. Run a couple rounds through it. That's really all we're saying. Yeah. Um, in my in my particular opinion, I'd say you really don't re- know how a shotgun, especially, uh, feels unless you've been through at least 50 rounds. Um, just because you're still adjusting to swing of it you're still adjusting you know you may say wow that choke sucks um there there could be any number of things well i'm gonna take that strap off of this thing it is just getting in the way or i'm tired of carrying this i need to put a strap on it or something like that there's all kinds of options and all kinds of things that you need to do to get get used to that gun um uh, especially if it's your first time if it happens to be your first time shooting you know your your shoulders shoulder is sore man i should really get a vest or i should this thing doesn't have a a pad on it you know maybe i need to put a put a recoil put a recoil pad on this thing or or something you know instead of the plastic uh plate um there's a lot of different options there's a lot of different things and and you really won't know what you like until you shoot it and shoot it enough i'd say you really don't even get to know one until a couple boxes of shells but and this is just me and i may be slow but I, I've had a couple hundred rounds uh, through a gun, uh, which which for us is a morning, um, before I decide, hmm, you know, I should do this to this. Um, in fact, a uh, great example, Buana's 870, which is his beloved gun, which I'm sometimes even allowed to shoot once. Occasionally. Uh, I This is not a joke. I bought a Springfield 12-gauge uh, so that with the round grip, with the same kind of thing, the same kind of configuration as his wingmaster, that I'm going to cut, chop, you know, cushion and all that stuff so that I could have something like that to shoot because Bonnet very rarely lets go of it. Uh, <laughs> We'd like This true story. It's a true story. Can I shoot your gun, Bonnet? No. no. <laughs> I'm shooting it. It's, you You brought, you got five others in the trunk. Go use one of those. No. Uh, so there's, there's a, you get used to the ones you have. And, and one of, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, it's really true. Once we fit that gun, and we'll go over shotgun fitting, because uh, there is kind of an art to that, uh, fitting in another cast. But um, once we fit that gun to him, he was terrified. He wouldn't want to shoot anything else. I I just I like that one. This is this is the one I shoot. This is <laughs> this is good. Um so you get comfortable with that. You get you get some rounds through it. You know what it's going to do. You know how it feels, you know, which is uh, again we told the story uh uh in the last cast. Um when I had the the 
the opportunity or the need to to shoot something as far as a safety uh, concern went, I had many choices laying in front of me. I grabbed the one I was most familiar with. Was that the best weapon for the at the time? I think it was because it was the one I was most familiar with and the one I could use the best. Um, whether it was the best gauge or the best round or the best choke for what I was doing, it didn't really matter. Feel has a lot to do with it. And I know that sounds corny, and a lot of real shooters, you know, quote-unquote real shooters and experts will say, oh, feel, it's just a bunch of, you know, uh, insubstantial or subjective things. While that may be true, it's also real, <laughs> equally as real, that if you are more comfortable with something and something aligns better for you or you have a better feel or a better grip on it or or uh, you know that it's not going to hurt you or kick you or something like that, you will shoot it better. Absolutely. Uh, so well, we'd like to do one other thing before we get ready to, to close this off, and that's congratulate you. If you're in a position to buy a brand-new shotgun. Yes! <laughs> really? Really, yeah, congratulations! You know, <laughs> I, it sounds like it's oh, I don't want to consider all of those. It's, it's not a lot of work to go through. Um, there's there's a lot of wisdom out there, and and it goes kind of quick once you figure out what you're going to do with it, uh, what you really need and what you don't need, and you get down there and you go, I want let me, let me hold that one. Ooh, no, let me hold that one. Ugh. let me hold this one. Can I just see that one? Spend a little time with it and uh, enjoy yourself. It's quite a treat because when you, when you get it right, when you actually get the gun that, that is brand new, that you like right out the box uh, for what you're doing with it, wow, is, is that ever fun. It really is. Um, we, uh, we have rarely had that with a new gun. Um, brand well, new. Well, we don't buy new too many new guns. We, we, we buy several, but but not a lot. Um, not a lot. Again, see the aforementioned cheap. Uh, but uh, once you get a hold of a gun you really like, uh, and and this is something too that that gun that you buy, especially for if it's from a, a decent man, if it's of decent manufacture, will outlive you if if taken care of well, and which is something we're going to go over in the next cast, which is which is used guns. Um, that just because it's not new doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to feel new um, or act just like it was new. So you can get that from a lot of things, but especially a new one. Oh, it is, it is just a thing of joy to get that thing out and do what it was intended to do, uh, which is operate cleanly in an efficient manner uh, to be an extension of you in in whatever environment that it is in and man is there some cool stuff you can do with it so enjoy that um we rarely get the opportunity to do a brand new shotgun uh but it is it is one of the great fun things you can do uh with a firearm but i think that rounds us out for this cast as we've been blabbing for about an hour here uh Next cast, again, this is going to be a shotgun series. So uh, we've got uh, a couple casts coming in the next uh, next few here about this same topic. Uh, I think next time, as we mentioned, we're going to go into used shotguns, which is really where we live. Uh, so uh, there's a lot to say there, not only where you get them, how you get them, what you look for. Different things apply with those. So um, we, we look forward to it, as we always do. And, uh, Bon, if you've got nothing else. Nope. Uh, we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
On behalf of Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.